0: Okay, you ready? Yeah.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome back to another adventure or episode of Father Knows Something and it's Morgan, Holly and I tonight. and yes. uh, what makes tonight great is we had a we had a big week.
0: We a- <laughs> I am dead. I don't know how we're doing this to be honest. I am absolutely dead.
1: We had a, a wonderful live show on Friday night. In Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was for two hot takes, and uh, two hundred and fifty people sold out show, packed to the wall.
0: Amazing.
1: Everyone stayed to the end. We laughed. We we got uh, a little dramatic. We had all kinds of stuff. We had Matthew join us, and my son and his his wife, my daughter in law, and we just had the greatest time of. We had a great time.
0: It was a lot of fun. Cool. I really, really, really am liking the in-person shows. But then on Sunday,
1: Sunday night we had another one. We did a a, a live radio show, or the light, light podcast.
0: Yeah, live show
1: on that one. On moments, on moments, and we had a great time with that as well. I got to have a quick guest appearance.
0: You were in there for two stories, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, it was two.
0: Yeah, you were in there for a decent chunk.
1: And then they got to do their. Um, Gingerbread houses, which apparently I was not invited to the party. So I, I
0: honestly, you should be relieved. It was straight chaos.
1: I went home and went straight to bed.
0: Yeah, lights on, of course, as always,
1: and the TV blaring
0: blaring. I could hear it before I even got off the elevator.
1: So for all of you, uh, all you guys out there that, you know, you, you don't live with your dad or, you know, you don't get to go visit him right before he goes to sleep. You don't walk into that house with that TV blaring. And if, and if you do have that relationship, you know what it is. You walk in and we got him going. We got him going. We
0: can't,
1: we can't help it. The older we get, the louder the TVs go.
0: Yeah. God, it's really brutal though. We got to get you some headsets or something.
1: I, I had some. I, I don't even know what happened to them. They're gone.
0: Well, Fine. I got plenty in here. Just borrow one of these bad boys. They're gone. They're gone. No, we're going to We're gonna find them. Anyway, so
1: them. Uh, let's dig in.
0: Yeah, so today's episode is... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, the socks. Uh, it's
1: yeah. it's wintertime. And what do we do in wintertime? Ski? We have ski lifts going up the leg there.
0: What is that riding though? Is it a monkey?
1: Uh, Well, sometimes I guess I could be a monkey.
0: No, but what are what is the animal that's trying to ski? I don't know. Or is it Bigfoot?
1: It looks like a gorilla. That's oh, monkey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Monkey skiing. Okay.
1: Monkey ski, monkey do. Fun. All right.
0: Okay. So this week's episode is Siblings Part 2.
1: I love siblings. Part 2. Love it
0: yeah so it'll be good. i um I've read a couple of the stories, but not all of them. Justin helped pick some out, so I'm not sure what we're really getting into, but siblings uh,
1: and i I can tell you who has no idea what he's getting into. you, me. What? so <laughs> let's let's rock and roll.
0: okay. over there yep
1: red's over here and i'm not allowed to touch that thing
0: no that thing
1: we know what happened one time when i touched it you
0: can't touch that
1: cost you like you know 25 hours of reworking and blending sound to script to uh, video dangerous dad
0: okay so this first one hi dad justin morgan i love both podcasts so much i listen to them while i work at a nursing home and a few of my residents like to listen to lol so this august i lost my best friend of 20 years She was like my sister. We have been through so much together. She left behind her fiancé and three babies. Now, my oldest sister and her fiancé are, I think, dating. They have been spending weekends together and say nothing more has happened, but I have this feeling something has. I told them both I'm not okay with this situation as it puts me in a weird place with our friends, her family, and with myself. I feel like I'm betraying my sister, but also not supporting my oldest sister. I know it won't work as my sister doesn't like kids too much. She has her own, but other kids are a no-go. I have told them both I will cut contact with them if it goes further than friends, and they just say they understand. I don't know what to do anymore. My fiancé says I will eventually have to accept it if I want my best friend's children in my life, which I do. I love everyone involved. I understand that my best friend is gone and never coming back. I don't mind him moving on, but why with someone so close? Why with my older sister? Ideal outcome? That they just remain friends and don't take their relationship to another level, and I don't have to lose my best friend's fiancé, her kids, and my older sister, because I will not support or be a part of their relationship. Anything else? My best friend was in a fatal car accident. She was seven months pregnant. Both her and the baby passed away. He was living in Arizona. We live in New Mexico, so I know nothing was going on before my best friend passed. Older sister and best friend were friends, but not close. She never really talked to them, which is why I'm also confused as to why my older sister is suddenly friends with the fiance.
1: I know where I know where I'm going on this. Do you want to start, or you? No, nope. it's all you today. I'm sorry that you feel you have to control the situation, but the reality is you don't. I think that you have to step, step back and see where this goes and support your, your your friends or your family or both, if they're one and the same, and let them figure out on their own where it goes. If it, if it goes uh, to a part where they fall in love with one another and it's a beneficial relationship, it could be a beautiful thing. And it's not for you to step in and try to uh, be the manager of their lives. And some people may not like this, you know this, this view, but this is the one I truly believe and see where it goes. And, it, and they're, they're adults. They know what they're taking in their hands and if there's children involved, they're going to figure out real quick, you know they're both protective of their kids, but they don't answer to you. And I, I think that you just have to kind of relax and let it organically go where it goes and don't hold any grudges. Don't hold any, um, bitterness and just treat it with, with love as where it may come. That's all I, that's my advice.
0: Yeah, it's a really tough situation. First and foremost, we are so sorry for your loss. Um, just sounds like, a super super tragic situation mm-hmm. three kids and not only did she pass in this car accident but she was seven months pregnant so mm-hmm. it's just it's horrible it's absolutely horrible but
1: and he and i'm sure he's got his own grief going on
0: i i can't even imagine you yeah. know
1: this was the love of his life and we don't know in reality where her position would have been post post her death. I mean, if you can talk to her and she knows that she can't mortally be here for him, I'm sure she wants someone that's going to be wonderful to to her family and, and to him. And if your sister does fill that bill, we don't know what she's capable of or not capable of that's for him to figure out and to make that determination. If she does step into fill the right shoes for her, you know, for his children and either way they beca- they are your niece and nephews even if it was by adoption or by love it's doesn't change so just relax and see what happens
0: our writer is obviously grieving and so i'm mm-hmm. sure this is like quite the shock it's like mm-hmm. not my not her fiance like and it, you know even though she says like i don't mind him moving on but why was someone so close it's i'm sure it's a shock it's jarring it's it's like she's in the midst of this grief and then, you know, this is just kind of bundling things. Or
1: and, the, and one more thing, he is seeing the side of her that you've never experienced because you're only her sister being someone's uh, partner or lover or whatever that they may become is different. And if he's moving on with his life, look, he's come. We all, we all know she's not coming back and if he's moving on and he's moving on with someone that's fantastic look this is your sister this is a, somebody that came from the exact same place you came some of the values she has are the same values that you have and some of the values that her that that his his past wife or your best friend who passed loved was you there was a part of you that's also a part of your sister there's a lot of similarities that come out of that nest so let's, you know, keep a broad mind and don't be so rigid with this and try to be a little come out come out of your own way for a little bit and see what happens. That that would be my my thought and see how it works. Either either way it's going to happen with your permission or not your permission and they're going to succeed or fail with or without your permission and it's best that you don't put yourself in the middle of this thing because you are in a no-win situation, they will it's going to become bitterness and you don't need that. Just step back and don't be the governor here.
0: As long as the sister doesn't suck, like I, you know, there's some people where I'm like I love my brother but like I, you know, I wouldn't want you to date my brother because my brother and you are just too different. Like I know you're not going to mesh. Like let's avoid this.
1: But but they got to figure but that on their own. They might
0: have to, but like I I could see then why maybe they're a little more apprehensive of this relationship. But I will say, like, yeah, I agree. Like, don't be so rigid because saying I will not be a part of or support their relationship, like, you, if you do say that and they do proceed forward, like, you are going to end up on the outskirts. You are going to be the bad guy. You are going to probably be limited from seeing your, your best friend, a.k.a. what you feel like is your sister's kids. So...
1: You gotta be na you gotta let this thing happen naturally and let it f- let it develop or not develop all on its own. You can't be the determinator here,
0: yeah and focus on yourself in this time as well you you just lost your person like your best friend of twenty years. I can't, it's that grief is unimaginable. so make sure you're focusing on yourself and be there for her fiance and kids the best you can and just let, let life try to heal.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: Okay. Moving along. Hi guys. I 21 female want to talk to my older brother, 25 about my issues with his girlfriend, 26. After working a temporary job with his girlfriend, selling fireworks for the 4th of July, there've been a few things I noticed about her that seem off. I noticed her flirting with a customer instead of working during sales, and flirting with other guys once right in front of my brother. That isn't all. I've noticed she complains a lot about my brother and my family in general. This started originally with a family vacation to Belize that got postponed from 2020. My brother told us about how his girlfriend kept telling him that if he goes on a family vacation without her, then he doesn't love her as much as he says he does. Then, after the family vacation, his girlfriend talked about how she was never going on a family vacation again and that she didn't feel included. For context as to why this bothers me, all of her expenses were paid for, and she was a part of the only planned event for the girls, which was a spa day. My mom even paid for a horseback riding and canoe tour out of her own pocket for her. These things were done in order to include her on the trip. Another thing is she complains about how much money she is putting into my brother's house. She purposefully emphasizes my brother's name when she says this. My brother bought this house so that way she didn't have to live with her parents anymore. She also complains about how my brother is very touchy and how my brother wants to get married and have kids someday. Mostly the having kids part is an issue for her because she has two boys from her first marriage. She also gets upset at my brother for working all the time and not spending a bunch of time with her. But currently, it is only his income supporting himself, her, and her two kids. She also has begun to isolate him from our family by badmouthing our family to him and villainizing them in a way. A lot of this behavior is coming off as toxic and manipulative to me and a lot of my other family members, but my family doesn't like to mention issues they have in others' relationships. Our oldest brother talked to me about issues he had when I was dating an abusive guy and made me realize what was all happening. I just want to help my brother and at least make sure he doesn't get hurt again. But I know that he will likely cut me out of his life if I talk to him about this. I could really use some dad advice from someone not involved in this situation. Ideal outcome? My ideal outcome would be that he actually sits down and has a reasonable conversation with me regarding the issues at hand and decides for himself whether or not this is something he wants to continue. I don't want to decide for him, but I also don't really want to associate with her anymore. I want us both to be able to respect each other's opinions and decisions. We do have a little bit more of additional info. Okay. This is my brother's second very serious relationship. The first one was in high school and lasted several years. The girl he was with was also very manipulative and controlling, and when things ended between him and my brother— He downward spiraled and almost became an alcoholic. I worry that he will get worse if he is badly hurt again, and I don't want this to happen. There is also the income difference, but he doesn't hold that against her and does what he can to support her and her kids. The other issue is that because of his work schedule and her complaints, I am having a hard time getting time to just talk to him in general. I
1: know that with some siblings that I've had experience with, no one likes to be told what to do in fact siblings depends on the pecking order have had a life of being received what to do what not to do and it almost becomes um a trigger word when someone comes out let me give me let me give you advice and the first thing that happens is that sibling goes wow you know
0: wow what was that nice it was it was the breaks wow it was like
1: wow (laughs) oh wow okay and that's exactly how bad it sounds to that person who's getting that information into their brain. They lock down. Yeah. So some, I think that the conversation that you want to have with your brother absolutely is fair to do. It's the way you approach it. And I will probably tell you that he has already sensed the issues that are going on between her and everybody else because he's hearing it the question is how is it react upon him? And so that's what you really get to go open a dialogue about rather than, you know, trying to be negative about her be positive with him and say, Hey, is this what you see that you, do you notice any of this stuff or you don't? Does it trigger you at all? Or it doesn't, is this what you want for your life or it's not? And, you know, say, look, you know, it's, and they may have been together for a year. They may be together for a month. I have no idea how long they've been together. And But the but the longer that they get together, the, the more that there's a negativity that she's obviously coming up with that, because there's a lot of negativity that you're sensing that he knows is there. The question is, has he become realistic enough to say, it's time to get out of this thing or it doesn't bug me? and that's the part that you have to really find out he she's obviously very you know um controlling or trying to be and i don't know what he was raised around and what he's um what works for him so he may need someone controlling or he may find it uh, at one point not interested in that and that will turn him off so rather than tell him what's good for him or not good for him Let him answer that himself. You just ask him, is this work for you? Because you're watching it and you don't want to, you know, obviously if it's okay with him, it's okay with you if that's what he wants, but you know, you only want his happiness and you want to support him and whatever, whatever he does, you want to be there for him because you love him. And I would try to hit it from that angle, but I guarantee you are going to find out if you are non-forceful and you just Allow the door to come open the rest of the way. He's going to make some choices and decisions, some some thought processes all on his own. And again, we don't know how comfortable he is in his own skin. He may think this is the only person or chance he has for happiness, and he may not have enough confidence to realize. And there's, you know, ten thousand other fish in the sea. We don't know, you know, what goes on in his mind and what's attracting, you know, what attracts him to this individual, and where is his enjoyment with her. Um, you know behind the doors that you see, that you don't see so you he if if you approach him the right way he may open up to you and not close the door but as soon as you become offensive with him and he's got to defend himself it's going to start locking up those doors on you and you're not going to ever you're not going to get past those walls the walls are going to go up
0: yeah well and i think there's a very good chance that he doesn't recognize any of her flaws. I think, you know, sometimes when you're in these relationships, we have love blinders on, and we just don't see the negative side of this person. And I think there's a chance that despite her being so negative and callous and Mm -hmm. entitled, he might not see it.
1: So I think... I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought you were done.
0: No, I just... I think the way that you put it, where you're not necessarily directly calling out her behavior, but you're asking him, like, it's very touchy, but you have to kind of Jedi mind trick it where it's like, do you, do you like that? So-and-so talks about our family, like, or have you noticed that? Am I just overanalyzing it? Like there's a way to have this. And honestly, if you have a therapist, your therapist could probably give you way better Mm -hmm. advice because this is a very complex situation.
1: Yeah. Those triggers are, 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 are are real sensitive and he will, all of a sudden, those those blades on the back of his spine will come up and he will put those shields out and protect. Yeah, I will tell you, I've been in a few relationships that I did not want to hear from everybody else, everything they saw.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
1: truth is, deep down, I knew they were true. I was just yeah. trying, I just thought I would be able to flip this stuff around and I would be able to get the person who I was really, thought I was in love with and I thought that would be in love with me. And the reality is I wasn't listening to myself.
0: No. And I think no matter what you say, like this is going to be his own decision. He's Mm going to have to be the one that comes to this decision. Like it's very clear based on your writing that this, you know, girlfriend is taking advantage of him and there's a lot going on here. I mean, I wouldn't be okay with this unbalanced life you know for me but there's a a therapist on TikTok and she does have a podcast and it's so my mom's a therapist i've had her on a two hot takes episode but we did talk about this where it's like how do you tell your friend that they're in a shitty relationship how do you do this how do you do that like you really can't like it's it's you can say your your two two cents you can say your piece but then after that you need to be like i'm not going to bring this up again i'm going to respect your decision mm-hmm. but just know, if you do want to talk about this, I am here for you. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard because it does take,
1: its a lot. Of, it, it, on
0: average, seven times to leave an abusive partner. Like, people that are in these abusive relationships, mm-hmm. it takes seven attempts, usually, yeah, well, to I, finally I, be done.
1: It's just, all I can tell you is that when people come to tell you what, what you're dealing with, for some reason those 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 shields on on the back of your back literally come out to protect you and you don't want to hear it. It's almost like you want to make it your own decision and you're not willing. So you have to really go to it in a way that he is feels comfortable with you, that you're not going to nail him on it and you're not going to all of a sudden say, you, you know, you're right. You know, she's a bitch and you got to get done with it. <laughs> Yeah. You can't do it. You just got to say, you know, Interesting. And let him figure it out on himself and then you just say, you know, I love you and whatever you do, you're my brother and I'm here for you. You just tell me what you want from me. Mm-hmm. And give him no negativity, not on her. Just let him figure it out on his own because he will. He will figure it out.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Sooner or later.
0: It's unfortunately and like, you know, they do seem very unaligned like he wants kids she doesn't because she already has two Mm -hmm. Um, so I I do think they'll figure it out and it it does get pretty exhausting carrying the load 100% and and working and then you hear it uh, that you're not spending enough time even though you're working and carrying and paying for 100% of the expenses and it's a lot so I think it'll work out so just make sure you're there for him when he needs the support
1: what do we have next
0: Hello, Jerry and Justin slash Morgan. I love this podcast and listen to it every day in the car or while I work. I've learned a lot listening to your advice. That's why I'm turning to you guys now. My boyfriend, 21 male, and I, 21 female, recently moved from Washington State to Houston, Texas, about two months ago with our two dogs, one cat, and five-month-old baby. We moved from Washington to Texas to live with my older sister, 38 female, because the cost of living was too high in Washington and we couldn't afford our rent and daycare on our current wage and couldn't afford for one of us to quit our job, nor did we know anyone willing to watch our baby while we worked. So we made a big decision and picked up our life to start over with new jobs and living with people after we've been living alone together for three and a half years. It's been more than an adjustment for us because of the living situation. My older sister is currently raising my 16-year-old nephew and my 4-year-old nephew, who are the children of our older sister that has struggled with drug abuse their whole lives. That sister showed back up and got sober again a few months before we moved in, and we have been struggling to all get along. My sister with the drug addiction, let's call her Elle, has issues or grievances that she won't ever talk about but will complain to my other sister about. We even got into a fight about it one day because she would talk to us, but we can't ever confront her because the one time I did, her 16-year-old son got involved and almost started a physical fight with my boyfriend when he tried to defend me during the screaming match. It's been difficult to be around or talk to them since. My boyfriend seems miserable and even tells me he wishes we never left our home. We were promised a life without worry and that we'd be able to save money. However, it seems money seems to be an issue again with complaints we don't pitch in enough even though we pay half the costs of rent and utilities and buy groceries that we often don't get the chance to eat ourselves. I'm not sure if I want to stick it out with my family or if it's healthier for my own family to move out or move back to our hometown. We love our jobs and the potential opportunities we have here so I'd be sad to leave and to not be around the sister we moved down here for. Now, I'm starting to wonder if I made a mistake because I'm starting to miss our old life too. I don't know if I made a mistake uprooting my family for a life we were falsely promised and didn't get. Ideal outcome? Just to live together in harmony or to make it work in Houston on our own without having to move back home where opportunity is lacking. Anything else? I funded the move myself with what little savings I had and now it's all gone. My sisters are pretty much older than me and didn't have much of a relationship with them growing up because they didn't live with my mother and were estranged from our mother. This is the first time I've been around them in years, and it's because our mother died in 2021. Elle watches our baby while we work, so we are in a tight spot trying to keep peace so she doesn't change her mind on watching him for us for free, although we offered to pay her, but she refused."
1: So L if I'm correct is also the sister that that went dry after doing drugs. She got mm-hmm. cleaned up.
0: Yeah, it has been sober now for
1: But also can be very hostile.
0: Yeah, no mention what the fight was about, but the fact that it escalated to a screaming match with L's 16-year-old son getting involved says it's pretty bad. So
1: my question is is that you know you got three you got three basic families living in this one roof. Under one roof. And I understand what it is to have a roommate, especially the roommate that is your sister who really wants to help with your kid. And and you know her, and I got that, and you have trust in her, and I I get that. And, And when you have young ones to have someone take care of it, trust me, as a dad, I was really, really... as. And maybe not even good enough as far as I as I try to always make sure that you were around people that were safe. But that all said, it might be an idea to try to go find a roommate of a senior citizen or someone that is looking for a roommate in their home that does have the time that you can become part of, the, bring her into your family, but you go into her home And since you're paying half the rent right now and you're paying for groceries, Mm -hmm. that might be a better situation for you to try. So you have to go, obviously, interview potentials, people that are looking for something like that. And you may find it through a church. You may find it through the internet. I'm not really sure, but you got to be, again, you got to take your real, do due diligence in your screening and what you're doing to to before you pull any triggers with you find somebody because it's really interviewing each other. So you want to interview one another. So both of you feel comfortable when you finally do move in that it's the right move or it has the higher percentage of success. And I think that might be a great thing for you and get out of your sister's house. Not that you don't want to have a relationship with her, but you want to get rid of the toxicity and any chance of it. It's enough to have a family without toxicity you know, not living together, but when you live together and you have these issues, it just gets compounded. So that's my initial advice.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, it sounds like it was a good way for you to get on your, your, get your Mm -hmm. bearings about, get on your feet in this new city, but you could have easily outgrown it that quickly. And I think you're dealing with a lot of personalities in one place and Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard being roommates with family. Let me tell you. Very challenging, despite how much I love him. It's
1: Especially when he's your dad. It's
0: hard. It's it's hard to draw easy boundaries with family versus, you know, roommates that are just roommates and you are kind of on the same ground. So well, I
1: you only have another about, a, about four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks of this. And I they, don't
0: know if I keep finding rats in my house. I don't want to move in there. <laughs> we got a big one the other day. It wasn't cute like Remy from Ratatouille. <laughs> let me tell you. But... I, I think, you know, if you're already paying for half the rent, half the utilities, you're buying all these groceries that you don't even get to eat. So then you're having to buy more groceries. Yeah, maybe you're saving on childcare, but are you overpaying for those other things? I don't know. So I definitely think I would look into affordable housing. Yeah, it's not I know a, it's
1: not even the money from the food all, It's what's going on is the toxicity. It is. The it's, toxicity it's is the not drama. Health, it's not healthy for you, it's not healthy for them, it's not healthy for the kids. It's just not a healthy environment. No,
0: and their partner, you know, our writer talks about their partner being miserable and mm-hmm. being so unhappy that they, you toxic, know, they wish they didn't move and toxic. I, you know, we are at, at such a trying time right now with Housing being extremely unaffordable, jobs not paying livable wages, and so it's it's a real struggle. But you moved to this place because of opportunity, and you should be able to seize the opportunity mm-hmm. in front of you. So I don't think you made the wrong choice for moving at all. I think that like was absolutely necessary.
1: There is a lot, and and there are great jobs and well paying jobs in the energy in energy industry, and Houston is all about energy.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many options.
1: Energy and offshore.
0: But first step is to try to get on your own feet. And whether that's finding subsidized housing, affordable housing, finding another roommate who is older Mm -hmm. and child-free and is okay having pets. And, you know, I wouldn't assume the child care right off the bat until you have a relationship. But maybe, maybe, maybe there's people out there like that and you can have that discussion. But I do think it'll be healthier for your relationship with your siblings, which is something that sounds really important to you considering you didn't really like have one with them growing up. And so I think you could have the best of both worlds, the best of everything. If you can manage to get your own roof over your head.
1: Yeah. The, the, the the biggest challenge here after the, before anything is really childcare to really make sure you have something safe for your children because that is, it's a, it's a guide. Yeah. You know, and when I look at your sister, who you may love very much, or you may not even know very well, which it's somewhere in the middle there, especially the one that has certainly uh, got her life back together. You're, you're on a teeter, a teeter-totter with that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Unless you're, unless you're totally comfortable that she is clean and this is past her and she's, you know, she's solid.
0: Yeah. And I am just glancing at things and there is housingforhouston.com, which is the Houston Housing Authority, affordable housing programs. There's also Rent Help Texas that offers reduced rents to low-income tenants. So there's a bunch of options and I'm sure they're very popular and I'm Mm -hmm. sure there might be a wait list and something like that. But, you know, if there are wait lists, it's better to get on it now and then, you know, If you have to stay at your siblings for a little bit until you get a spot, at least you're going to have an option soon.
1: The one thing I do know and I have learned is that the the housing cost and cost of living in Texas is far lower than it's ever anywhere else. It's really become a very... Advantageous place to move because real estate is really you got a lot of bang for your buck.
0: Yeah, unless you're in Austin. Austin got real crazy. Yeah, real crazy. Dallas, but it's everywhere. Well, I mean,
1: the, I, it's I, everywhere. Com, compared to Los Angeles, compared to the West Coast, com, I, and I I know Seattle is not cheap either. It gets mm-hmm. up there. So
0: yeah, and you know your little one is only five months, but
1: oh, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 really childcare. Yeah, that that's. That's baby care.
0: I know, but you got two and a half years until preschool. There's jobs that, you know, are remote that maybe it's like part-time and you can work with your kid at your home. Like there's, maybe there's other options you haven't considered, Mm -hmm. but um, I definitely think there's a lot of services out there to make things more affordable, to offer child services, affordable housing and things like that. That's the
1: one thing that really happened with COVID. People got very used to having, you know, people working at home.
0: Yeah, yeah, it there's
1: dep- depends on what jobs are out there, but there mm-hmm. are definitely remote jobs.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Keep us posted.
1: Definitely let us know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Post it post it on the post it on the comments because people and also read the comments because that's where everyone else chimes in and really gives great advice as well. Things that they're more familiar with.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. father only knows what?
0: Something. Something. Okay, up next. Hello, Jerry and Co. I want to start by saying how much I love this podcast. Now on to the issue. I, 25 female, am the youngest of my three sisters. My issue is with my oldest sibling who is seven years older than me. Some background info. All three of my sisters graduated college with bachelors, whereas I dropped out. Back in school now though. Four years ago, my then boyfriend of seven years enlisted into the air force because he too had to drop out of college he enlisted so he could get the benefits of college health care va loan and honestly because we wanted to have a child and not have any medical debt from it we got married four years ago and in that time we bought a house had a baby and did a ton of traveling my husband is now getting out of the military and we moved back to our home state after selling our house in florida we are starting to look for a house in Texas, our home state, and are looking to buy in the 350000 range. My husband will start his civilian career earning six figures, and I work in banking now, earning about 50 a year. Now, here's my issue. When talking to my sister about our house plans, she got visibly annoyed, saying, 350 k With what money? I don't know if she genuinely doesn't think we have money, or if this is coming from jealousy. Again, she's seven years older and is in medical debt from her health issues and having twins with health issues. Her and her husband make around 50K each, but her husband pays child support to his ex for my niece. They bought a house a year after me and my husband did. While I was buying my house, she kept finding things to point out that were wrong with my house. It was a new build home. I thought maybe she was just looking out for me since I'm the baby of the family. But now that I'm back in Texas, she mentions how, quote, it must be nice to have all the military benefits and how her and her husband make the same as us. And they can't afford a house that expensive. When we sold our house, we made about 100K off the house and paid off all of our debt. She tells me, quote, must be nice often when referring to money. It honestly makes me uncomfortable because my husband and I were dirt poor when he enlisted, and we have worked really hard to get where we are now. Should I just avoid these conversations with her? Is she just looking out for me, or is she acting a little bitter?
1: Well, the way that you have uh, proposed the story, there is a lot of bitterness. She's seen your um, numbers through her eyes, and she can't imagine it because she can't afford it and yet she can't just be happy that you have the ability of doing this and rather than just saying god i'm so pleased that you that you don't have to struggle and you did this because you did you obviously struggled when you got married and you guys have made some great decisions and made great life choices and and it's paying off for you Mm -hmm. and you know how wonderful That's not in her right now. And because of whatever her difficulties and her own bitterness, she's in her own way. And now she's in your way. And it's unfortunate. Um, You know, you can certainly, without getting into a challenge, look, if you get in a battle of wits with her, no one's going to win. It's going to get ugly and it's going to yell and she's going to think you're a bitch and you're going to think she's a bitch and everyone's a bitch, bitch and bad. (laughs) So take
0: a shot every time he says bitch.
1: So <laughs> please, and then you won't worry about it. So the the answer really is, is to just say, you know, I am so sorry that you guys have had your struggles and you made life choices and decisions. And I know that whatever you invested, I hope it will pay off for you in the future. We are still working at it. And we, you know, I married a guy that was able to learn something or a trade or was picked up knowledge It that there's value for it and people are willing to pay him and he's been able to implement what he's learned to make money for this family. And I have a good job that I'm you know, growing in and hopefully I'm going to continue to grow. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. We can do this. Her, your financial position, what you make, what you do is none of her business. And you basically have to say, you know something I've learned that with you asking the questions, it seems like it spits back on me. So why don't we just enjoy each other? I'd like to come over and just hang out with you. You're welcome to come to our home and hang out with us. But let's not get into our financial uh, place where we're at because it's just, it, it, it doesn't, it's, I'm trying to find the word. It's just not applicable.
0: It's not conducive to a healthy relationship.
1: And it's not applicable to your lives. She doesn't need to know what your bank account is, and you don't need to know what her bank account is. It's not going to change any uh, unless you're willing to write checks to her monthly, or she's going to write checks to you monthly. No one has to get involved with that. Draw the boundary of what's acceptable for you guys to talk about, and that way you don't have to, you know, cross into this stuff because it's just obviously turns ugly.
0: Yeah. Well, and there is ideal outcome would just have my sister be supportive of my plans. Mm -hmm. Additional info. I don't bring up money ever around her. Just talk about my family's plans for the future. And she makes me feel so small when she acts as though I can't afford it. Maybe I am coming across as braggy to her, but I genuinely don't know. I hear this and I, I get the vibe that the sister is struggling. Mm -hmm. I look at the conditions that a lot of people around the world are dealing with. And, you know, in the United States, my backyard that I'm more familiar with, it's a real struggle here, no matter where you live. I mean, the last story showed that even with two people's income, it's hard to afford housing and childcare. Mm -hmm. So everyone is like, Except the one percent like facing these A, difficulties. everybody
1: is struggling and, it seems yeah and, and it, it it doesn't matter what income class you are because you just set yourself into that income class and now you got to keep performing at that class and, and it, it can
0: all be stolen tomorrow
1: it's it, it, it's it's one bad one bad deal or one bad day away
0: or an unforeseen medical issue. Right. I mean, look at the number one cause of bankruptcy in the United States Medical medical debt that shouldn't happen. People should never lose their house because they got sick. Mm -hmm. And our listener does mention that
1: her sister
0: sister has medical health issues, medical Mm -hmm. debt, and they have twins that Mm -hmm. also have medical needs. And so I hear this and it has nothing to do with you, our writer. I think it's, you know, it is your sister and your sister really struggling and the grass is always greener Mm -hmm. or not always, but it appears greener Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so I think it's just your sister that is dealing with her own insecurity and struggle. And, you know, your husband made an incredible sacrifice, like serving for as long as he did, like that sacrifice and that willingness to risk his life and be tied down to the government for so long. Like, he made a big sacrifice. So her implying that like, oh, you guys had it easy. It's far from the truth. And mm. you know that. So I, you know, when you talk about your plans and, and if you get.
1: And by the way, not everybody comes out of the armed forces with great jobs. No. So the there's fa-
0: so many veterans that are homeless.
1: So I just think it's fantastic that he was able to come out of the armed forces and secure a great job and and be able to to grow.
0: Yeah. Not everyone that is a veteran or comes out has those opportunities. So he's very fortunate. He's worked hard. It's completely, you know, justified. You're also working. You're, you guys are, you're killing it. And I, I just think it's, it's, it's from her struggling and you can't take it personally. And when these conversations come up and you get the, the comments must be nice, you know, Try to change the topic and don't take it personally. Just be a little duck. Let it roll off your back. And I don't know. I don't think you're coming, I don't know if you're coming across braggy, but you know I, have don't it, know.
1: I, I really think that if you have a, a, a conversation, you know over tea and you say, you know I, I, I feel that 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 I'm putting you into a position where you have to be um,
0: defensive.
1: defensive or challenging me, I, I I don't want to ever make you challenge or defensive or things. I mean, if there's, if there's something I'm doing that's triggering you, please tell me so I don't trigger you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not
1: my intent. You know, you're my sister. I want to be able to be, be at ease with both of, with both of us. Yeah. And if you can, if, if there's something I'm doing that that's preventing that, please share it with me mm-hmm. and leave it like that.
0: I definitely think a conversation should be had and, I think it could help strengthen your relationship. Mm -hmm. It could be a check-in. You find out if she is struggling more than you know because you do recognize the medical debts and the health issues kind of impacting her. So I think it would be good. Have the conversation and go from there. Okay. Uh, We have just a palate cleanser. And then we're headed to Patreon. So this person isn't looking for advice, just sharing a story.
1: I can't wait to hear it. Share it.
0: I just thought I would throw in a palate cleanser. I'm submitting this right after the siblings episode. The previous one, obviously. My brother and I, two years apart, were never close when we were little. We hated each other. When our grandparents died very close in time together, we both reacted very differently and made peace for our parents' sake. In middle school, we both got into music and he was getting burnt out on it. When he saw me perform for the first time in a marching band show, it sparked his love for music once again. My junior year, he joined the band, and we competed with each other for two years. He got adopted by my friends, and everything was good, though we still weren't super close. Till the night I left for college. My parents suggested I invited friends over for the night before I left, so I did that. We played stupid card games, and my brother sheepishly asked if he could join in. We had a great time. And when my friends left, I went to the backyard to enjoy my last night in my childhood home while replanting plants. I was listening to some Netflix movie as I hear someone come out the back door. Next thing I know, my brother is standing in front of me, asking if he can sit with me. We sit in silence for a couple of minutes before he says, quote, I guess this is the last time we will be living together. I reply, yeah, I guess so. There was silence once again. Then he asked if I was scared. I told him, of course I was. I was leaving everything behind to go to college. Silence. Finally, he started to tear up and said, I will miss you, sis. I told him I would miss him too, and I will always be there for him if he ever needs anything. We hugged for the first time in as long as I can remember and went our separate ways. I didn't see him the next morning at 5 a.m. when we left, which was probably for the best because I would have started crying. My first few weeks of college, I FaceTimed my parents and him, and he realized... His first performance that he wouldn't be performing next to me was coming up. I planned with my parents to come home and surprise him. After the game, I found him, tapped him on the shoulder, and said, For the first time without me, not bad. He glanced quickly behind him and turned his head straight forward once again. Then he did a double take and turned around screaming, My name, you're home! While picking me up in a big hug and spinning me around. From there on out, we have become super close holding each other's secrets, especially from my parents. He is always excited when I come home and we talk every single day. He's now applying for colleges and is calling me, asking me for my advice and it just makes me so proud of him.
1: That was a great palate palate cleanser.
0: I know, it is. I'm I'm surprised I didn't start crying. I was very close multiple times, Mm -hmm. very close.
1: Thank you for sharing that story. It was great. Mm -hmm. I'd love more of those. They're great. Yeah, it was
0: good. It just shows that You know, strained relationships with siblings can change over time, and Mm -hmm. especially as we mature. I mean, Mm -hmm. my older brother, Matt, we were we're eight years apart, and he hated my fucking guts. Yeah. And now, you know, he flies out to LA to visit me and help me with a live show, Mm -hmm. so... Things can change. It's okay.
1: He hated my guts too.
0: Yeah. We are both but, in the same boat.
1: And now, we, now we, we, he has a love. For, I've always loved him, but he has a love back for me now. It's wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It takes patience sometimes it in does. something.
0: Yeah, it really does. Okay. That's it. We're off to Patreon. So
1: I want to thank you all for, t- uh, for tuning in this week. And don't forget to subscribe. And Morgan, we'll be back next
0: week. Yeah.
1: I love you guys, and uh, really, thanks for for watching us and bringing us into your lives. So have a good night, and uh, bounce on over to Patreon. Let's see what we have.
0: Bye. Bye.